Forgotten Poor. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary. And uh, we are glad you have tuned in today to SWAT Radio. If you want to call in this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. It is Monday, August 14th. And it's about 114 degrees in Jacksonville. The heat index has been amazing. Yes. I mean, it's been up above 110 every day. Eight eight days in a row. And uh, not that you should feel sorry for me, but I am still, my air conditioner at home is still struggling. I have, uh, we're running about between 78 and 81 degrees in my house. Yeah, that's a little toasty, you know. When you when you're well, used to this, ours was so <clears throat> ours was up around eighty, and couldn't and, you could not get it down any lower. No, and we thought something was wrong with the AC. Yeah, you know because it just wasn't cooling. You got the thermostat set down at seventy three, and the air conditioned guy said nope. And so here you go. This is the SWAT radio <laughs> air conditioning tip of the day. Hey, I'm they, I got my pen in hand. Are you ready, Jeremy? <laughs> So you can only expect your AC to cool at 20 degrees below the outside temperature. That's what they said. Hmm. So now, is that it, taking into consideration the heat index, I, too? I, 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 get, I guess uh, he said, uh, well, he, well, he told me if it was 95, you should be able to get it somewhere between 75 to 80. So just keep that in mind mm. if you're out there, because these ACs are working hard oh, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we love the sunshine, but uh, anyway. well, as I told Vicky walking out of church yesterday at, at you know eleven o'clock, it's already you know ninety something degrees. I said, you know what? I still prefer the heat over the cold. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, I'm not a cold person at all. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I, I can deal with it for a little while <clears throat> if I'm uh, skiing or something like that. I. I I, I think it's a mindset, you know, if you know you're <laughs> you're you're going to you've been to Vale several times or wherever you've been, you kind of set your mind to that and as a result, you know, you you're okay with it. Yes. But well, uh listen, um I, you know, our hearts go out to the people if you know, well, first of all, if you're just tuning into SWAT and you're going to hear us talking during this first segment about things going on in the world, um usually you know we talk about everything and we try to talk about a christian perspective on it a christian worldview uh but the the wildfires in hawaii mm. have been devastating and this week more than 90 people got killed um and the town of lahina on maui just got decimated now uh, they say that the fires are the largest natural disaster in hawaii's history is that not crazy? <clears throat> that I mean, is like, amazing. Uh, but 90, just, 90 plus dead. Yeah, dead. And, and then dozens of people have been injured. And here's the thing. You go, how, how are so many people killed? Like, you know, you would think if you were, Brad, if you were in your neighborhood and you saw fires coming, is I wonder if people just uh, want to stay there and they're afraid to leave and then they get trapped or what? Because that 
that seems like a lot of people in a fire. It's one thing, <clears throat> you know, just to have floodwaters, but you get fire, right. you see smoke, you see the, right. you can see it. Uh, it's just kind of crazy that so many people, um, and it says, I know the news says that some of the people found out when the, the fire was close to them. I mean, I just, how do you not notice the fire? You know, um, maybe I, I think more people probably were trying to figure out how to save stuff maybe and got trapped. Mm -hmm. I know that out in California that happened quite a bit, but um, it has killed over 90 people. And it's uh, it's really the highest in the in the U.S. in more than a century that have died from a fire. Wow. It's just, Mm. uh, and the people who have survived said that it was an inferno over there and um, it it just, the whole sky was black. You you have to be wondering, you know, the people that are over there have to be thinking, you know, apocalyptic almost. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You kind of wonder, I mean, there are not a lot of places to go, you know, over there. Well, and um, I don't know if you saw this article on Jim Dennison put out today. The AP put out, uh, I think yesterday, almost 50,000 people in the U.S. died by suicide last year. That's 150 <clears throat> or 130 how many, a day. How many? 49,500 people died by suicide in this country last year. Hmm. That's almost a thousand per state. Think about that. Now is that more than the previous year? Oh yeah, it's the highest it's ever been. And you know that the, the people are talking about. Well, people are anxious. They're depressed. Um, you know, uh, chronic pain, the COVID thing. I mean, mm-hmm. they they have all these, uh, all the the things. Um, but. Uh, he he talked about a pastor out in Texas who just committed suicide, and you know when you think about a pastor who's supposed to be the bringer of hope, but mm-hmm. you know we we know from Tommy Nelson uh, sharing the, about how he went through depression, and it was a real deal for him. Um, th- these are things that we need to be aware of. You yeah. need to you know keep your eye out for people around you and try to uh, be a hope bringer to people that's what we are to be the the believers encourage people you know i i read this morning i I love doing uh you know uh, you know the mustache guy his uh devotional you know who i'm talking about oh yeah paul trip paul trip i call him the mustache guy i thought you're not about shad khan or something no 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 <laughs> but but uh, trip has that must uh, yeah, handlebar mustache uh, yes. too. but anyway he said you know when we wake up every day we should have like a placard on our fridge on a mirror everywhere that says his mercies are new every morning mm-hmm. So no matter what's gone on in your life yesterday, no matter how big the problem seems in your life, his mercy doesn't just apply to your failures. His mercy applies to the struggles you're in, too. They apply to Mm. the overwhelming anxiety you may feel about something you can't take care of. I I was reading Brad today in Jeremiah, and it was after um, after Gedalia uh, was 
killed Gedalia or Gedalia. I don't know how you, exactly how you pronounce it. I think it's Gedalia. He was put in charge by Nebuchadnezzar mm. of the remnant that was left in in uh, Jerusalem. And it was all poor people, right? It was just he left poor. He took the you know guys like right. Daniel right. and Shadrach, Meshach <clears throat> to Babylon. Right. But he left Gedalia there. And, and there was a group of people that didn't like him being uh, like a surrogate. He kind of made him a governor. He wasn't a king, but he was the surrogate who was supposed to farm the land with the people and kind of report back to Nebuchadnezzar. So they killed him. And But there was a group of people loyal to, they knew it was wrong the way they killed him. And, and God spoke through Jeremiah to the remnant that was there because the people that were there were wanted to flee to Egypt. And God said, you stay here and you trust me. Mm. You stay yeah. here and you trust me. If you go trust in Egypt, you're going to die by the sword, pestilence, and famine. Right. But if you stay here and trust me in the midst of the difficulty, don't fear Babylon. Don't fear them. Just trust me. It'll be well with you. <laughs> and I think in our life, a lot of times, when we look at our, our circumstances, we want to jump out of sometimes of the discipline God brings into our life instead of trusting in his mercy. That was merciful for him to tell hmm. them that, yeah. hey, you just stay there. I'm going to bless you. It, it, it'll be better. But this is for your good. Think about when you were a dad with your young kids. Disciplining them was hard, wasn't it? Very. Because <clears throat> you very. didn't want to. Yeah. It was painful. But you knew in the long run it was for the good. Yes. And so I was just thinking about that, but as I read that Paul Tripp uh, devotion this morning, and by the way, New Morning Mercies, highly recommended. Yeah. It, it's just a good reminder what Paul Tripp does. He was a pastor, and so as he shared those insights, they're very pastoral in the sense of he's just saying, you know, don't forget God's mercies are new every day. Do you forget that, bro? Oh, man, all the time, <laughs> and how quickly— we forget, you know, and I think it does. It's, it is the reminder that God's word should be transforming our mind, that my mind, if left to itself, it's it's not good. You know what I mean? If left to my own, if left to my own devices and left to my own, you know, desires of what my mind really wants, <laughs> it's 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 bad. Well, you know, immediately. And this is. I, I just want to really encourage you if you're out there, if you're not spending time every day in the word, you are missing out on God's mercy. His mercy is his word. Because, you know, when I read that this morning, you know what popped in my mind? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah. His mercies never, never come can. to an end. They are new every morning new every morning great is his faithfulness that's yeah. in the scriptures yeah. and god <clears throat> brought that to mind that whole section and i just i just kind of got into a praise session yeah. at, at, at going through that well and, and 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 we could probably spend a whole segment on this whole idea of the those new mercies what are they i think i think it's vitally important that you identify those mercies yeah when when and first thessalonians were told to Rejoice always, to pray constantly, to give thanks in all things 
because this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Yes. Uh, we those new mercies uh they are new every morning and they reveal his faithfulness. Yeah. And do. so think about that. Think of, I'm kind of saying that to myself, Doug, that oftentimes we wake up and we're busy and we got things to do and places to go and people to see and we we just skirt around this idea of God's mercies. What are they today? This day. Well, I uh <clears throat> I was reading uh couple of days ago in samuel and you know when samuel came into eli's presence god called him and he didn't know who he he had never heard Mm -hmm. god's voice he thought it was eli and eli says tell him it's me lord uh, your servant's listening and so he tells him but what i was struck by in first samuel 3 at the end of the chapter verse 21 it says the lord appeared again at shiloh for the lord revealed himself to samuel at shiloh by the word of yahweh he revealed yeah. himself by the word yeah you know everybody wants god show me yourself show me something yeah. if you want to see god read his word amen. he reveals himself through amen. his word amen and so if you want to know his mercy, yeah. get in his word yeah. and ask him to reveal himself. To that you. is so good. So yeah. good. Hey, I uh, since you kind of brought up the topic of depression, and I know Tommy Nelson wouldn't mind us sharing this, but his book, Walking on Water, uh, another great recommendation. Walking on Water When You Feel Like You're Drowning, uh, Finding Hope in Life's Darkest Moments. The reality is, I mean, we love Tommy. Here's a pastor who uh, battled depression. It's yep. real. It's it, out there. It is. And I'm going to replay that next week. Good. So, good. I'm glad I was going to mention yeah. that. Uh, if you want to join us this afternoon, call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us your questions or comments to ask at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you have tuned in. 
you want to call in, 844-777-7928. We'd love to have your calls. And if you have a question or a comment and you can't call us, email us at SWAT, ask at SWATradio.com. You know, Doug, last week we uh, we kind of wrapped up uh, Chapter 9 of the the uh, the Discipleship Gospel. Of course, you had uh, Ben Sobel's on last Thursday, and uh, Doug, Dave and I kind of rehashed and kind of went back over Chapter 9 again, the, uh, the importance of defining what the gospel is and yes. uh, you know i think just as as guys who are uh, discipling other people uh, discipling men this has reshaped a lot of what um, i'm doing you know on a day-to-day basis is the importance of you know defining understanding what the gospel is and as you proclaim the gospel making sure that the gospel is not a false gospel or an incomplete gospel. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, a a, a listener called in, or not called in, well, they did call in after the program was over, and they wanted to know, when Ben was on last week, Ben Sobels, who wrote the Discipleship Gospel with Bill Hull, uh, we were talking, I asked him about this guy named Don Samdahl, S-A-M-D-A-H-L, who is also a DTS grad, And it just goes to show you, just because you go to a good Bible exposition school doesn't necessarily mean you're going to exposit the gospel correctly. And he has written some things that were pretty astounding uh, out there. And he's got two or three books out, but his name was Don Samdahl. I don't encourage you to buy those books or to read them uh, unless you want to read uh, how not to share the gospel because I think it's uh, he does he does he basically says Peter, Jesus, and Paul preach different gospels and they don't. There's one gospel. There's one gospel. They preach to different audiences, but there's hmm. one gospel. And so we got into that. Well, this week, Brad is this is kind of our last week on this <clears throat> uh, subject of the kingdom gospel discipleship gospel we use that interchangeably but you know if you're out there we want to address a lot of this to leaders but it's not just pastors or 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 ministry leaders if you are a man in your home or maybe you're a mother in a single mother home you're the leader of that family and so this applies by god's providence yes by god's providence so we're all called to be disciple-making leaders in the church, period. I mean, we may not think we are, but every believer is yeah. a priest yeah. or a priestess. We're called to be a kingdom of priests and to be making disciples. And I have to say this. I love, I began praying for my wife a few years ago in this area and boy, she is making disciples, and I love it in her Bible study and mentoring and and building into them. And I love how she views them. She views them as people that she's building into to reproduce. And that's what it means. You don't just stop with the people you yeah. share the gospel with. You actually are mentoring them to mentor others, to mentor others, to continue to perpetuate the gospel message. That's what Robert Coleman in his book, The Master Plan of Evangelism, talked about. You know, he calls it the master 
plan of evangelism, but it's the master plan of discipleship, evangelism. Mm-hmm. It's all you share the gospel and build into people so they can do it with others, so they yeah. can do it with others. Well, the, uh, and I think uh, Bill and uh, and uh, Ben do a great job in this book, really of explaining that the disciple discipleship is not void of evangelism. No, uh, they're hand in hand, and we often. I mean, we've spoken here often about the importance of preaching the gospel to yourself yeah um that we are constantly reminded of the gospel uh we are evangelizing ourselves most of the time yeah and and when we when we uh, embrace the gospel if if we've been taught uh, the true gospel the biblical gospel then we're going to embrace that knowing that we are not just getting a ticket to heaven, mm. but we're being in basically brought in to go out. We're being brought yep. to the king to then be dispersed by the king as an mm. ambassador to go make disciples. And, and by the way, this week we're going to be talking a lot about leaders and pastors, but the, please don't take the book and go shove it in your pastor's face and say, we're not doing this, you need to do it. Because, listen, pastors have, I think, one of the toughest jobs in the world, and they're human. They're just like everybody else. But what I hope will happen is if it's not going on, if they're not making disciples, if they're not preaching a kingdom gospel, then you will be encouraged to pray for them that God will do a work in them and I promise he will use your prayers and you can offer him the book and say, hey, I've, I've read this and have you seen it? And maybe give him, but don't give it to him and say, we got to do this and get all <laughs> in his face because that'll shut him down because pastors, a lot of times they, they just have a lot of people every, complaining about everything from the ties they wear to the clothes they wear hmm. to their sermon didn't measure yeah. up. And so just maybe offer him a copy of the book. Say, hey, have you read this? And just say, I bought it as a gift and give it to him. Give it to him. I was going to say, Doug, and I think <clears throat> I think there's a great blessing that we have as the body of Christ to our pastors. It, it Listen, it, if you're like me, I can be a very critical person. I can pick out every little thing that I dislike. Our pastors need encouragement Mm -hmm. in fact the greatest encouragement and and we've had some pastors on here and i've asked this question what's the greatest encouragement i mean i can ask you doug what's the greatest encouragement you can receive i believe the answer is when you see your disciples making disciples when you see your disciples growing in christ likeness Mm -hmm. uh, when you see your disciples hungry to grow having a book like this and by the way we've talked about this before this is secondary reading this is not your primary reading your primary reading needs to be the word of the lord yeah and and this is great you know additional reading and we highly encourage that kind of reading Mm -hmm. but go to your pastor and say man i just read this book i don't know if you've got it but i bought you a copy yeah And, and 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 Again, don't tell them you need to read no, it. Just say, no. But what I have found that's been helpful to me is when people say, because I get people bringing me books, 
is say, man, this really ministered to me. And, mm-hmm. and, and my first question is, I'm going to ask if you bring me a book, how did it minister to you? Yeah. All right. Are you doing it now? The thing that you just said, it, it made you aware. And because as a pastor, I'm going to ask you, and if, if you're implementing it, I'm going to say, how'd you like to head this up? Exactly. You know? uh, yeah. because, Careful what you bring to your pastor. He'll, yeah. You know. But, but again, it, 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 you want, we, pastors are under shepherds for the great shepherd. They're the under shepherds over the body. God's put in their, uh, under their influence. And, you know, our, our hope is that every pastor will be a disciple making pastor. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not the case, or, or if it is, they may not be making disciples of a kingdom gospel. They may be discipling people in a forgiveness-only gospel or consumer gospel or whatever. But remember, uh, we shared this very early on. The type of gospel you preach determines the disciples you make. Yes, yes. And... Um, a, a, a disciple-making church has a very clear definition of the gospel. And we heard that from Ben last week when yeah. he shared, and he had to repent. And what I appreciated about Ben is he was he said, you know what, Doug? I, I've had to repent many times mm-hmm. because I realized that I was not preaching a kingdom gospel. I was I had preached a salvation only gospel and that makes disciples who only want to sit and be fed and never tell anybody else they never yeah. build into anybody mm. else. Mm. And so Well, it kind of leads to the 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 title of the chapter that we're going to kind of dig through today. It's called the disciple the discipleship begins in the pulpit. And you may you may be thinking, okay, well this is just for pastors. As you already mentioned, Doug, if you're leading a home, you're the pastor of that home. You're, you sure and you have are. a pulpit, maybe a dining room, maybe <laughs> yeah. a breakfast table. Um, you know, and it's, uh, I, like, I like, as you quoted Robert Coleman earlier, it all started by Jesus calling a few men to follow him. This revealed immediately the direction his evangelistic strategy would take. His concern was not with programs to reach the multitudes, but with men whom the multitudes would follow. Yeah, and 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 you know, Brad, on that vein, in that vein, when you when you think about sharing the gospel with people, if when you share the gospel, you are not sharing with people that they are saved to be discipled and saved to go make disciples, then you're you're not sharing with them in the same way that Jesus did. Because yeah. every guy, I mean, when Jesus was making his disciples, he shared with them, they knew they were being called to follow. 70 people at one time, 120 people mm-hmm. at others. But there were a lot of people that didn't want to make disciples. They just wanted a free ticket to heaven. They wanted their belly fed. In fact, in John 6, Jesus said that. The only reason you're following me is you want me to feed your stomach. Yeah. And and he says, no. And he gave them a hard teaching. And what happened? A lot of them left. That's right. And so when we share the gospel with people, you want to give them the biblical gospel, the kingdom gospel, and not some version of it that leaves out 
the call to <clears> discipleship <throat> because that was a part of it. You know, it was not, there was no, it wasn't like a second level salvation yeah. experience, yeah. which a lot of people today make it that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we, we it, what is it, uh, First Timothy, where it talks about uh, men will gather for themselves teachers to tickle their ears, yeah. to g- give them the information they want to hear. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be that teacher. It doesn't mean it, it's, the message has to be delivered with love, with compassion. And uh, because, hey, you know, that's that's what God's love is. And so we'll make sure we share that. Glad you tuned in today. We're going to take a uh, quick break. If you want to call in this afternoon, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Swap. War zone. That's how many are describing Maui today. As the death toll continues to rise, still many are missing. And with power out and cell phone reception off, it's a challenge to find them. Apocalypse now as a federal emergency is declared. The historic town of Lahaina is all but destroyed. Two million tourists a year would visit the once capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii. This was where many missionaries landed. Sadly, it seems the first church on the island was destroyed. The Weola Church just celebrated 200 years three months ago. Helicopter footage of the historic city shows block after block of buildings and homes destroyed. As casualties rise, it's now the second deadliest wildfire since the California campfire in 2018. Hawaii's governor now saying he estimates billions of dollars in damages. Let's pray the Lord Jesus is honored as his church becomes his hands and feet. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org. No active accidents, but there is a broken-down vehicle on the West Beltway, 295 southbound between U.S. 17 and the Buckman Bridge. Also, there's a disabled vehicle on I-95 southbound before Kings Road. And there's congestion on the East Beltway, 295 northbound near Atlantic Boulevard. Partly cloudy tonight, low 80. Tuesday, partly sunny and hot, high 98. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. If you want to call, 844-777-7928. And, uh, Doug, I think we actually have a caller. James, are you on the line, brother? Yes, I am. Hey, Brad. Hey, man. Welcome. It's James. Yes, thank you very much. I wanted to call in a great show, obviously a big supporter, and uh, I appreciate what what you guys are doing. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, and, and Doug, we've met. You won't remember me, but uh, Lord, my wife and I have the little Carry Cross ministry. But uh, oh yeah, I remember you. I do, yeah, out at the yeah, beach, right? Well, yep. So as of March, I'm the faith leader for CDF. But here's why I called. Here's the here's the public service announcement. <laughs> if you want to go to Liberty University, or if any of our our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ out there, uh, if they're pastors. 
uh, all expenses paid, like other than the uh, trip, you just have to get yourself there. Liberty University is doing a pastor's conference from the 28th through the 31st. So room and board, just show up with people like Turning Point USA, CDF's got several people there, uh, the Bartons, the father and son, um, Tim Barton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're that, great. Dave and Tim. Wall builders, wall yeah. builders, yeah. David and Tim, wall builders. I mean, on and on, the hits just keep going. Steve Maxwell's going to be there. Uh, I know I'm leaving somebody out. I don't know if Charlie Kirk's going to be at this one. Rick Green from Patriot Academy is going to be there, and he's incredible. Yes. Um, and his kids are even better. But uh, it's $99 a couple, guys. Lori and I are going, and we're so excited we can't even see straight. It opens with uh, a commentator talking about the Black Robe Brigade. And I am new to that. I didn't even realize that actually England, England, hierarchy in England, after the Revolutionary War had been won by the us weak little mealy-mouthed colonists, they got together and they wrote a letter. And in all the pomp and circumstances, they came out with facts and said, guess what? The Revolutionary War would not have been won by the colonists had not the men of God stood up to their flock and said, we need to do this. This is not right. We need to stand firm in our faith. And they took the robes off and went out and fought the battles with them. And I, I just challenge my brothers and sisters in Christ to stand firm in the faith. And uh, I'm not saying anybody rebels or, you know, that sort of thing in gunfire, but we certainly need to stand firm in the faith. And I uh, spread the word. And that lemon law, 13 or 14 months ago, whenever that stopped, hey, guys, we can have God back in the ecclesia. Yeah. We can have blessings. <clears throat> we can talk about it. Our schools need to be under that, guys, because as God was whisked out, guess who came right in? The father of lies said, ooh, you're making face for me? People are afraid to talk about Jesus? Ooh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that spot. Hey, James, so, well, listen, I, I, yes. I, I, I want to give an ad for you. Because uh, I got you're two, so, I got two crosses in my hand right now. I'm showing Brad. Brad yeah. can see them. <clears throat> One of them is in a piece of driftwood that your father-in-law was. It your father-in-law or your father? Uh, my father-in-law. Yeah. yeah. So Brad. Now. So Brad doesn't know this story. I don't. Now think. is this the guy who was I, on the side of the road? No, 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 okay, no. Okay. No. This guy. So my wife. And my kids were all in Jason's Deli out at the beach. This yep. is how long ago it was. It was at. It's not even there anymore. I know it was Jason's <laughs> Deli out. I think by Skeeters. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. And yeah. so we're sitting there, and this older man sees us and just approaches me and starts talking to me, and I start talking to him, and I, I, he, he's observing us with our girls. Mm. And wants to know why we did it. So I tell him, God moved us to do it. And as I'm sharing with him, he starts tearing up. And he and he produces this cross. And he shows it to me and says, his son-in-law makes these crosses. And he gave this to him. And he prays for him and everything. And I shared the gospel with him and went through it with him. And he said, well, you know what? I want you to have this. So he gave me this cross. And I've carried it with me ever since. Then... I go and meet Jim, and I get Jim to make crosses because he carves them, hand carves them, wow. and he writes verses in them. And I got him to Let make one. That. I got him to make one for each one of my girls oh, wow. with their verse, and so he made them for all my daughters. And and it's just a a cool thing because I love giving out the cross to remind people of what Christ did for us, and. Um, 
And so I haven't heard from you in a while, Jim. So I just, I, how do people get oh, no, these crosses? I want did, one of these. How do they get them? Check out the website. It's just the carry cross, the carry cross.com or the carry cross. We're still here. We're still doing it. And I love my, my mother and father-in-law are both passed. Unfortunately, you're going to get me crying, well, but pop pop. When this started October 11, 2009, pop pop was one of those guys in your life that everybody needs. Not just Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. But that accountability partner that loves you enough to tell you the truth. And he saw me in my despair making crosses out of driftwood. And uh, as I was throwing the chunks of wood away, Pop-Pop looked at me and said, Jimmy, why are you throwing that wood away? And I said, well, Pop-Pop, why would I keep that block of wood? And he said, think about it. At the end of the day, if you kept that block of wood, when people have blown seven or eight of the nine fruits of the Spirit— they can rest that carry cross in that block of wood, and it'll be like a charger for a phone. And it'll remind people that the blood of the Lamb has washed their sins as white as snow. And if God blesses them with another day to open their eyes and breathe that fresh air, they are to go out and to carry out what He wants them to do, which was love God and love people. You know, be and a he, man of God. But he, God. He, he gave me his cross. So, Let me I mean, see that one, too. That one's, I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, so Pop James. Pop would give you. <laughs> well, but you know what I love, James, is it's out of a piece of driftwood, and it's very unusual. Yeah. And but every time I see that, I think of him. And I only met him. I I met him one more time. He saw us in there. I think uh, after he gave me that. But I've never forgotten that first meeting with him. And the fact that he he's did, an incredible man. Yeah. So and you, you were, you know, that Pop Pop and I got to meet Billy Graham. Well, I got to meet Billy Graham, and then his assistant, a guy named Maury, who used to be related. Yeah, I know Maury. I know Maury real well. Yep. Yeah, Maury was related to Josh Scobie, our former Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Maury Scobie. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. So Maury sat in our kitchen with Pop Pop. For a couple of hours, because after a local doctor ordered a carry cross, now this has been years ago before Reverend Graham passed, he uh, he called, and as he was asking, he said, um, I need a very special cross, Jimmy, and have you got some unique wood? And I said, sure, sure, Dr. Mike. I knew the doctor, but I had no idea where it was going. And finally, this is a true story, I said, well, who the heck's it going to, Billy Graham? And there's this pregnant <laughs> pause, and all of a sudden he says, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, it is. And Mr. Eloquent, I said, nah, nah, Jimmy, it is. And so spent a long time making it, brought it to him and thought that was the end of it. The next day he called us up and he said, hey, what are you doing tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.? And I said, nothing, Dr. Mike. Did Reverend Graham like his crossing? He said, yeah, he wants to meet you guys. And again, with the, nah, he does not. Said, yes, he does. And so I got to meet him. And uh, one of those instances in your life that I hope everybody experiences where you meet a person who you could be blindfolded and a non-believer. And I challenge anybody, if you, if you come in contact with somebody like that, to understand and get grounded in the fact that it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, he changed the room when he walked from the examining room into the waiting room, and I, and I was able to meet him. I, I was dumbfounded, to, to just the love of that man. And I said, what a privilege to meet you. And Reverend Graham or Dr. Graham, I think I called him, he said, Jimmy, it's just Billy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was him. Just crazy cool. Well, you but know, yeah, so so have you been listening, uh, Jimmy, uh, to this discussion over the last few weeks of the Kingdom Gospel at all? Have oh, you? Yeah. All right. So oh, yeah. so uh, so I'm just curious because I like I said I haven't talked to you in years, 
Um, has that caused you to think even about the people that you come in contact with that, that this thing is, is really the kingdom gospel is really not being taught as much as it should be in our country? Unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. And, uh, it has cost me relationships at church. It has cost me, um, problems in my, my own family. And, uh, my wife and I are really, uh, we have some very close friends and very good friends and so forth, uh, and, and very trustworthy people, you know, have people in your life that, you know, can pick you up, that grab yeah. all corners of the mat, if it were, if you, if you needed that kind of boost. But, uh, unfortunately, yes. And they don't want to roll up their sleeves and get involved. My wife, since, since the plague hit, my wife and I have become really involved and very passionate about spreading the word and the gospel and also been rolling our sleeves up and been very involved in city council meetings and school board meetings. I'm obviously married up and my sister-in-law and my wife and several other people with moms for Liberty and so forth have really incentivized us and uh, encouraged us to get up. And if you're upset about a situation, but yet you're not willing to do something about it, um, silence in the face of evil is in itself evil. So if we as believers, think that we can make a difference and be ambassadors for the kingdom, which is what we're called to be, where the heck are we? And yep. as it says in Colossians 3:23 and 4, I don't care what you do. Paul wrote, whatever you do, work as though you're working for the Lord, because your ultimate inheritance is in heaven. So truly it is the Lord our God be served. So whether we're checking out at a grocery store or whatever we're doing throughout the day, every single second and opportunity we have to build somebody up, if we had a meter like builders have moisture meters and uh, meters to find studs in walls before they run a nail through it, these sort of things. If we as believers could pray for God, give us a meter to sense when we come in front of somebody who's going through something. Yeah. Guess what? The meter would be off the chart. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about that the first segment. Hey, listen, Jimmy, we got to run, but I want you to do me a favor. Go ahead. I want you to give yes, Jeremy... Uh, give him your your address, uh, name and address. I know it's uh, I know your name, but give him your name and address. I'm gonna send you the book, yes. The Kingdom Gospel. All right. Yeah, and James, you. James, I, I'm I'm actually on your website right now. I'm gonna order a few of these. <laughs> those are really cool. Thanks for calling in today. And uh, listen, anybody else want to call? Liberty in? University, the yes. 28th. Oh, exactly. 28th. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll pick I'm that up when we you. come back. All right. And, and, yeah. Uh, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. 844-777-7928. If you want to call, give us a shout. Love to hear from you. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls.
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Argyle at 91.7. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Hey, folks, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here coming to you this afternoon, this Monday afternoon. And, uh, you know, Doug, we've been doing this a long time, uh, almost seven years, hard to believe. But when we get calls like that, <laughs> it's just like we could just like set that aside and go all day long yeah uh, I, I i love that and again if you uh want uh it's called the carrycross.com uh the carrycross.com and um i i just uh, you know I, I remember meeting uh jim for the first time and uh just telling him about his father-in-law and what a cool just exchange that was and um He's, if you go to his website, you can see all that stuff on there. And, uh, Jim, thanks again if you're listening uh, for calling in. And I, I just uh, – it's just – again, these crosses aren't good luck charms. They're just reminders. Hmm. They're reminders. The cross is not a piece of jewelry. It's a symbol of death. It's yeah, a right. symbol that we die to ourselves. <laughs> he died for us. Yeah. And when we're his, we die to ourselves. And so I'm just so thankful that uh, Jim called in. I talked to Lori. I called Lori. I said, <laughs> you hear that? She goes, yes, I can still see his father-in-law sitting there in the Jason's Deli out at the beach. And um, anyway, uh, I, I'm just so thankful, Jim. Thank you for calling again the uh that pastor's conference uh brad i'm going to look up real quick uh up at liberty it's um sounded like it was the end of this month uh, yeah. 28th 29th and 30th yeah but uh what a what a great opportunity that would be by the way uh you know moms for liberty he mentioned um my my wife's involved in that you it's, know it's august 28th through the 31st okay and it's called liberty pastors conference and again, according to what Jim shared with us, you just show you get up there and it's free room and board. Uh, but you probably have to register. <laughs> Go there to the website, uh, Liberty Pastors Conference at Liberty University, August 28th through the 31st. And um, go ahead. And uh, he said it's a who's who of people uh, that'll be up there. So, uh, well, David tim barton have both been guests on our program and by the way you know who else is going to be up there who's, lee Merritt, oh, who good, was a yeah. dr lee yes who was one yeah. of the truth speakers during the whole yeah. covid who thing got, who uh, got canceled and yeah she was my uh surgeon in the marine corps 
when I was, she did surgery on my knee. Dr. Lee Merritt, Merritt, she's with America's Frontline Doctors now. She'll be there. Uh, He said turning point. Yeah, but but listen what some of these topics are. What part of your life is Jesus not Lord over? Hmm. (laughs) Um, Kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about. Yes. um, You know, they're going to be talking about the uh, unlimited submission to government, which is not true. We don't see that with the apostles. Uh, How do I deal with the myth of separation of church and state in my pulpit? Because it is a myth. It's we know from if you've listened to anything. Or the uh, essential church, that movie uh, documentary that came out, talked a lot about that. By the way, Jim, if you're still listening and you haven't seen the essential church movie, anybody out there, the essential church movie.com they got dvds coming out it's just a documentary of how grace church along with pastors up in canada stood firm during the covid lockdowns and said we're going to meet yeah and the reality is it wasn't exclusive to those three churches there are a number of churches who stood and uh and kept the doors open and so uh yeah, I, I highly recommend getting a, a DVD. Get a copy of that movie or documentary, whatever it's called, yeah. and watch that even before the you know this conference up at Liberty. Uh, it is very powerful. It, maybe I was thinking about what Jim had said, you know, just about when we take a stand for the gospel, especially when you start talking about a gospel like Paul preached, like Peter preached, like Jesus preached. Uh, you're going to run some people off. Well, you you absolutely will, and it's going to separate you from absolutely. people that which, are pushing a forgiveness-only gospel or those others. But Jesus told us that was going to happen. Now, this is an interesting quote uh, by John Maxwell. He says, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Mm. Yes. Well, a gospel that that calls people to the kingdom and and has that element as part of the gospel that people understand this is not just a fire insurance policy for hell you're brought into the kingdom of god in the right relationship you're supposed to be as a what a kingdom priest an ambassador for the most high king it's not just doing you a favor he's bringing you to the place you're supposed to be so he can deploy you out there Mm -hmm. if you're not hearing that message if you're not preaching that if you're a pastor then you're going to run out of steam in your church you're you're not going to make disciples because you can't just depend on the hype of a, a good oratory you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Just a, a, a good, um, uh, have a, even a great curriculum. Let's say you've got a great series. The content's good. But if it's not kingdom driven, mm-hmm. it's going to fall short. And so just remember those elements that we talked about last week. God's kingdom, that Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. He's the Christ. That he, his death and resurrection or what paid the penalty for our sin and made it possible for you to be in the right relationship, his call for people to repent, believe, and then follow him, and then how all those relate to the kingdom gospel. Those are the elements that need to be there. Now, I love what Ben Sobels says in the book. He says, at our church, we print it out on our website, it's also printed out on a three by five card. 
and uh, it, we put it in our new members guide. And in every discipleship kit, like when we give people information so that we can start walking in relationship with a believer to grow in their faith, they have that card in there. And, you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, it might be good to have those cards printed up, not just for SWAT, but for our home. You know, Amen. maybe have it put Amen. on a placard in our home. <clears throat> love that. Yeah, love that. Uh, maybe we can get Jim to make some crosses. Maybe a larger plaque. Or something. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm already thinking along those lines. I, you know, I, I was saw that Augustine said, if you believe what you like in the Gospels and reject what you don't like, yeah. he says it's not the Gospel yes. that you believe. It's yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't... It, it, you can't pick and choose what you like about the gospel. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't. People do. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Well. Um, but it's, as Augustine said, it's not the gospel. What happens, Brad, is people work through the Bible or through the gospel, through these passages that are hard. They kind of pick and choose, and they avoid what F.F. F. Bruce calls the hard sayings of Jesus. But... Really, pastors and leaders, if you're in your family, you teach through the whole counsel of God. You go through it all, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, as the under-shepherd for the great shepherd, allow Jesus to challenge you and your people. If you're not being challenged, then the gospel you preach is probably a soft gospel. It's probably a forgiveness-only gospel or one. But because we live in a culture, Brad, where people don't like to be challenged. That's right. <clears throat> they really don't. They, they want to do what they want to do. Yes. So this uh, interesting, um, <clears throat> from starting with the gospel, it says if, if this isn't the starting point, in other words, if the gospel, a clear definition of the gospel is not your starting point. The church is doomed for failure right from the start. Mm. A gospel that calls people to be disciples and make disciples is the only thing that continues to empower disciple making in the church. It isn't it's it's the only sustainable fuel for disciple making in the church. Mm. How do you grow a church? You know, it seems like these days you you got all sorts of people teaching about how to grow a church. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of them consist of making disciples uh, versus, man, hire this charismatic communicator who looks good in skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. As opposed to believing that the word won't, won't return void, that if we declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, God is going to. God is going to redeem in that process. Yes, and uh, contrary to what some people teach, the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of 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 discipleship. It's the gospel. I mean, because it includes that. When you mm-hmm. come to him, you are coming, yes, to be saved for your sin, but you're coming to be sent out as an ambassador. You're, you're, you're being sent out as a kingdom priest in Exodus 19 it goes back to that and yeah. also in 1 Peter 2 9 you what I was are thinking. a kingdom of priests that are you're called to what go proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his light yeah he yeah. doesn't call you just for you and he doesn't call you to stay in the darkness no 
He yeah. calls you. And, and, you know, our pastor yesterday preached on the holiness of God and how, you know, and, and we were just talking about, you know, uh, 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 J.I. Packer's book, Knowing mm. God, and John Stott's book, Basic Christianity, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, R.C. Sproul books, The Holiness of God. Those three books you ought to read at least once every year or every other year as believers because they go to the scriptures and mm -hmm. exposit those scriptures that call us to a life that's set apart. So if you trust Christ and your life never changes, do you really trust him? That's a question we got to all right. wrestle with, right? Yep. yep. Anyway. Yep. Well, right. good good conversation. Hey, tomorrow you will have David Gray in with, with you because... Yeah. I will be otherwise disposed. That's all I'll say. <laughs> we'll pick up where we left off. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call tomorrow, 844-777-7928. You can also email Doug or myself, Doug at SWATradio.com, Brad at SWATradio.com. We always love hearing from you guys. Hope we'll uh, hear from you tomorrow. SWAT Radio.